Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back, man. So glad to have you here, man. Come in inside. We've got the doors open. The AC's on. It's a little warm out this evening, so we make sure to keep everybody comfortable. Come on in and find a chair and hang out with us for the next hour or so here on the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with a man whose mother tried to raise him better, and her pleadings he denied. He can only blame himself because Mama tried. It's Mr. Chris Merle Haggard Gray, everybody. Chris, how you feeling, brother? I don't deserve that nickname, and everybody knows that. <laughs> everybody who knows me is like, nah, not not that guy. I do love singing the song, though. It is, it is pretty catchy. Yeah, right? You are good at it, too. I don't admit. That's right. Hey, we're here with episode 60 of the Musician's Cafe. Man, we're so glad you folks have joined us wherever or whenever you are at currently. Uh, thanks for supporting uh, local music here in Winchester, Virginia, and not so much just um, you know Brian and I. You know we like your support, but sure. it's, it's about these people, right? It is, and I'm telling you, I'm going to talk about it later on, Chris. I had a great weekend of local music, man. It was awesome, and also we've got a great star right here in our Homestead Studios this evening, man. None other than Melanie Pearl. Melanie, how are you feeling? Woo! I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Outstanding. We're so glad you made it. We, when Chris got you on the schedule, I was like, that's a good get. We're glad about that. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we're super excited to have yet another Winchester native yeah. uh, on the show. Heck yeah. So Represent. Not, not about these out-of-town people. I mean, I, I like them at all. Sure, but. sure. And I'm going to tell you, Chris, I don't see us running out anytime soon. There is so much talent in this town. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It's wonderful. I love it. That's right. Uh, before we get started with the interview, Brian, let me go down the menu real quick. Let me hear what's going on. Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg uh, on the 25th is Eyes of the Nile, which is an Iron Maiden tribute. Yeah. On the 26th, it smells like Nirvana. I would assume. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> right? I, I guess Nirvana has a smell, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know why that is. You know the song, right? That's like the best Oh, song. yeah. It smells like Teens. Yeah, yeah okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, Hollywood Casino. On the 2nd of September is 38 Special, um, which I know um, way more of their songs than I thought I did. Yeah, that's one of those bands that does that. I agree. They 80s? Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, late 70s. They were born out of a couple different bands, some folks that played in the South, uh, the Southern rock boom back in the 70s, and they kind of grew out of that. So, yeah, definitely. Have you ever seen them, Melanie? Mm -mm. You you know some of their stuff? Like hold, hold on loosely? Hold hold on loosely is their biggest hit, probably. Uh You know it. I bet you if it played, you'd know it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, on the third at Hollywood Casino is Beatles vs. Stones. I think that's so cool. So what, oh, yeah. it, are there two different bands or is it the same band that just alters? The way it reads to me, it reads that there's two different bands and they basically play the hits against each other. And I think they're trying to get a crowd reaction kind of thing. I think it's awesome. I'd, I'd really like to make that, but I don't know if I can. Bear Chase Brewery on the 25th is Gunner Heath. Uh, the 26th is Pebble to Pearl. Don't not confuse with Melanie Pearl. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right. On the 26th, like I said, uh, Pebble to Pearl and Brad Doggett. And then on the 27th is Gary Smallwood. Gary's been out there a good bit. He has. Uh, so is Brad. Yeah, so yeah. maybe there's some uh, low-lying fruit for us. Yeah, Melanie, have you played there? Bear Chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bear Chase is an awesome venue. You have a good time really there, right? really fun, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. So there's a lot of different, That's like, cool. It is crowded out it. there, isn't it? Yeah, it gets packed. But they have, like, great beer. I mean, great variety, good food. This cool. is an ad, actually, for Bear Chase. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Sponsor this episode is <laughs> um, Speaking of beer, Box Office Brewery in Strasburg on the 25th is Shockwave Band. Yeah. They've been around for a while. Trying to get them. Uh, and then on the 26th is Ryan Jewell. You just went to a Ryan show recently, I did, didn't you? yeah. His, uh, you know, talked about it last week, too, but yeah, he had his recent CD release down at the Monument. Had a great time hanging out, and uh, it was good to see Ryan. We're recording this uh, episode a little early in the week, but by the time, hopefully, uh, it comes out, I will be done dragging my butt and have some <laughs> pictures posted on our Facebook about that. That's all right. Uh, so check that out there as well. Troubadour Lounge and Park in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. On the 26th of August is Midnight Whiskey. Yep. Always a good time up at the Troubadour. Yep. The, mon- the Monument, downtown Winchester on the 25th, is Brad Lowry. Uh, this dude's funny. I listened to him a little bit. He's a comedian. Uh, he's not a singer. But um, he is funny. I listened to him a little bit here before the podcast, so check him out if you're into comedy. Yeah. Uh, and then on the 26th is Kiss Army. Yeah, man. How cool is that? Winchester getting Kiss Army. You got to dress cool. up for it. Yeah, yeah, I think that. it should be a requirement, don't you? Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Definitely. I agree. Piccadilly Public House downtown on the 25th is our buddy Brian Stutzman. You know Brian, don't you? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. My buddy Bry. There you go. Cool. It sounds like there's history there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Brian and I have worked on a couple songs together. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. He's got like a whole album. I opened for him at the Bright Box when he had his whole 
album release party and it was just awesome yeah we work on stuff together yeah. sometimes that's really cool we, yeah i saw the video you guys did shallow right? yeah yeah we did shallow and then he wrote an original called sober that we duetted on and yeah him and i play together a couple times and how many times do people that. yell or scream shallow at you how many it's like every I, show i bet right i would argue almost every show it's Shoo. either that or adele ah. i get i get one of those you oh, know wow. just anything by adele do they does that kind of? We won't talk about it later. I was going to say irritate <laughs> you, but you don't want to say that. But it probably does. Oh, I know. Five hundred dollars for Adele. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's a huge compliment. Piccadilly Public House. Uh, still on the twenty sixth is Jill Fulton Band, uh, and then sticking with downtown Winchester, the Bright Box Theater. Uh, in the out of the box, which is upstairs, uh, is Helix with Dale Richmond. Now is that the twenty fifth? Yes. I believe that's yeah, the 25th. That's Friday night. And then downstairs on the 25th is a comedy night. Right. Uh, the 26th sounds like a pretty cool gig as well. Tony Trishka's Earl Jam. Yeah, man. Which that is sounds an cool. Earl Scruggs that's tribute. Awesome. So get your banjo and bluegrass going on, huh? Exactly. I know a lot of people like banjos. That's so, that, so cool. That would be banjos are so cool. They well, are cool. We had Rob Mabe on the, the show there oh, not long ago, and that dude can rip. Um, and I happened to run into him at the gym. I had to wake him up first to say, like, hey, like, you know me. Oh, wait, Mabe and... Um, yeah, Dunlap and Mabe. Yeah, yeah, I just listened to that episode yeah. today. That guy killed. I mean, they Phenomenal, both... That was right? Yeah, amazing. We were amazing. sitting here, we were just jaws wide open. When right? We were playing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at work, jaw wide open. Like, <laughs> it was great. The Paladin, uh, at Steven City on the 26th, this Chris Darlington band. Yeah. Uh, also on the 26th at P2 up here in Clearbrook uh, is Kellen Little. Yeah, Kellen. Uh, West Oaks Farm Market, Friday Night West Oaks, is our buddy Chris Hunt Jr. leading it off for Robbie Lyman Band. It's going to be a big night. Yeah, man. Hopefully yeah. the weather's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it cools off a little bit. Man, it's not giving us much of a break this year, is it? No, it hasn't. On the 26th is Jess Spoon Band. Do you know Jess? Mm-mm. I think you like her stuff. Oh, okay. I'll show you. Uh, I'll give you some links here before you go. Yeah. Um fantastic band uh there at west oaks on the 26th and then the 27th sunday is the bluegrass posse yeah yeah absolutely both of those if you're listening reach out to us we want you on the show mm-hmm. we have a couple shout outs to give actually i'll just do the one last show that i have crick picking is this weekend everybody if you've never been to crick picking it's out in star tannery virginia it's at the bluffs at cedar creek campground and it's right on the cedar creek beautiful spot uh the pickcocks have down there Low Water Bridge Band is the headliner, and I'm going to tell you something that might shock you, and I didn't tell you before the show on purpose. Uh, Jake Cohn is opening for them. Oh, wow. Okay. Jake Cohn just announced today that he will be debuting on the Grand Ole Opry on wow. Friday, September the 8th. Wow. That's wow, pretty crazy, Jake. right? <laughs> good for him. Jake, man, high five to you, yeah, brother. That is congrats. amazing. So it's such good news. I saw that today. He posted yesterday. He was like, or Saturday, you know, big show announcement on nice. Monday. I don't know what my nerves would be like to get inside <laughs> that circle, though, man. <laughs> yeah. Right? Man, yeah, you are not kidding. How cool is that? And you're, what is he, 16? 16. 16 years old. 16 and you're playing the Opry. That's wow. right. Well, congratulations, Jake, from us here at Musicians Cafe. Absolutely. Um, just remember where you had one of your first podcasts. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget us, buddy. That's right. Um, a couple shout-outs. Uh, David Elliott, who was on the show not too long ago. Yeah. On the 25th, he is going to be at the Wayside Inn down in Middletown, Virginia. Yeah, 6 to 9, I think. Yep. Okay. And then on the 26th, uh, at Fox Meadow Winery, that's in Linden. So he's got um, a busy weekend coming up here. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Mission Road Band. Have you been talking to Polly a little bit? I reached out to Polly a little bit. I, I always mess him up when it's early in the week like this and when we're recording because uh, I don't think I give him enough heads up. But I did see in there that they've got some stuff going on. They're going to be uh, working with a benefit, uh, the Barnes of Harper's Ferry, benefiting the guitars for vets. And they're going to be uh, teaming up with Good Old Country Band. And they're going to be doing the music of Don Williams and Patsy Cline, cool. which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know Don Williams, but he wrote a ton of great hits. And he wrote a great hit for himself called I Believe in Love. If you ever go back and want to check out some cool Don Williams, that is a, one of his biggest hits. And so you can definitely check that out in, in a fantastic song for sure. And I feel like I'm forgetting something, Chris. Why is that? Yeah. Um, the Sons of Liberty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean reached out to me just letting me know that they're still doing stuff. They're in their new studio now. They're um, getting an EP together. So just expect something coming out here pretty soon. Um and hey, we got the invite to their studio to yeah. do an episode. 
So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to take a minute and a half and go through my weekend. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, man, we had a great weekend. It was it was so much fun. I was out on Friday night, stopped by backseat, happened to run into a band called Amulet, and they're the remnants of the uh, band. Oh, gosh, it's going to get me here. Um, it doesn't matter. It was a band that it's broke up. Uh, other bands come together, and they put together a band called Amulet. And they were fantastic, man. We, it was I had never heard of them. We got to sit around and listen to them for a while. Very, very cool. And then I mentioned earlier in the week that I had the tickets to go down on Saturday night to Bright Box for the 100-year celebration of Hanley High School and got to run into a bunch of folks we know, Chris. Man, I saw uh, Mojo Mothership. They were fabulous, man. You know, Shout out to Martin and Cindy and, and, and uh, Tim and the rest of the folks. I need to get the names of, of the bass player and, and drummer. I haven't got that yet, but... They were so good, Chris, man. They just, they rocked the house, and it was so well done and such a well-put-together show. Enjoyed every minute of it. Ran into uh, Mr. Zuckerman. Phil Zuckerman was there, ran into him. I want to give a shout-out to Bob and Dee uh, Blair. They were there as well. So, you know, we're trying to, be get, trying to get them on the phone, uh, on the phone, on the show. Paul Machetta was there, and Eddie Gum. Remember we talked about Eddie, Eddie Gum? Eddie did come. Eddie showed up, yeah. and uh, he's doing much better. Um, he's, you know, still getting through in remnants of his stroke. Um, but he's definitely on his feet. He was enjoying a beer the other night and the smiles all around. It's good. And so it was really good to see Eddie back uh, back on his feet and doing well. So hopefully one day we'll get to hear him front that band again. That would be kind of cool. But it was just such a good weekend, and I rounded it out by watching you play some music yesterday afternoon, sir, and you did a fabulous job. At the Dick family reunion. Yes, you did, and it was wonderful, man. We had a great time, and you and, Bob, and you and a couple of my cousins played, and it was really good, so thank you for that. Not many people can say they've been to a Dick Frolic. <laughs> that's exactly right, man. That's no doubt much. about it. We have, a, we have a great family, though, for sure. Uh, Chris, that's all I got, except that before we get started with Melanie here, I do have the, the question of the show, if you don't mind. Sure. We can do what that. What got? Yeah, this is not real hard, especially if you're my age. But if you know, if you're somewhere between thirty-five and fifty years old, you should be able to get this. Guarantee, I won't know the answer. You may know it though. One hundred percent. There was a, you know, it was always a thing where uh, people that were in the movies wanted to be rock stars. People into rock stars want to be in the movies, and it's, it's still sort of that way. Crossovers all the time. But there was a comedian back in nineteen eighty-five that had a top ten hit with a song called "Party All the Time," and I'm looking for who did that. Comedians out of the comedians 70s, out of the eighties, out of the eighties, yep, yep. And he had a hit. Uh, it might even been, went to number one. I'm not sure. I'm not going to step that far. I think it was a top ten hit, but it was called "Party All the Time," and it was a it was a dance tune, and it was very eighties sounding. It doesn't hold up well now when you listen to it. You're kind of like, ooh, okay. But yes, it was a top ten hit by comedians. Just wanted to see if you knew what it'd be. This is when uh, I wish we had videos so that you could see mine and Melanie's faces right now, thinking about '80s comedians. I know. Well, no worries. We'll get we'll get the answer to that towards the end of the show. But uh, but anyway, that's the question right now, so everybody can ponder that while we listen to Melanie, and she's going to tell us all of what's going on. How, I've already asked you how you're doing, but how is life for you right now? You're you're gigging, you're having fun, right? What's what's that all about? Yeah, yeah. Actually, this uh, year, this season is like the most. I've been booked out of like my musical career thus far. So that's been really exciting. I'm booked every weekend until, um, until like every weekend until November. I think I have some time, like actually, I don't know. I might be booked through December. I'm booking for 2024 now. And yeah, it's like I work my nine to five and then I just get off and then I go to my gigs on Friday nights and then I'll be booked on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays too. Um, so sometimes it's like a seven day a week thing. I try not to do that because I do have other hobbies I enjoy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it is fun. I mean, like I've really, really been um, trying to throw myself more into it and more writing and, you know, working in a studio and just, you know, put more time, put more effort into it and seeing where it takes me. Right. Join the club trying to find some time, though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a common trend with everybody yeah. anymore, isn't it? Yeah, there's never enough. And you just have to be like really structured and determined, like, see your goal find your goal and just keep working at it because you know right. everybody has 24 hours but how are more people productive than others you know right it's just like priorities i guess now you're booked you say you're booked through the end of the year um what kind of venues do you normally play at i've seen you at wineries yeah so uh, I've we just d- talked about a brewery yeah yeah wineries breweries restaurants weddings private events Funerals, divorces. Um, nice. Yeah, they do it all. Any, How about that? Everybody needs music, right? Are you uh, serious about the divorce thing? <laughs> hey, I mean, if you're asking. <laughs> uh, not I'll give yet, you a card. but yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah, I play a lot of vineyards and and lately more breweries. Um, definitely a different vibe, you know, like a vineyard to a brewery. Like vineyard is more. You usually get like an older crowd, so I'll do like a lot more seventies and eighties and uh, at the vineyards and. 
Um, and then like the breweries are like, especially Bear Chase is a great example because I get a lot of young people, especially in from Nova and like those bigger universities yeah. coming out for like the weekend. And I get a lot of fun requests that I'm like, oh, I, I know that song. What's the wildest one you've oh. gotten, but actually knew how to play? Oh, OK. Uh, actually, at Bear Chase, this one is just top of mind. I got a request for um, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And I was oh, like, I don't know if yeah. I can. And then. And then I'm like, I'll just look it up. And then I did it. And everybody, like, it was such a good vibe. Everybody I loved it. I feel like that's a hard one to pick up, though. Yeah, it, it would be a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of words in that dang there, song. Yes, there were. And so Shoot. when I do that, when I'm like, look up a song and play it for people, I just ask for grace, you know, yeah. from everybody. As long as the, the crowd has to be in the right spot. Like, sure. usually it's near the end of the night. Drunk. Usually people are a little buzzed, but people are super into the music. They're here for a good time. Yeah. And like you can kind of feel that energy when people are like looking at you and you're like, all right, we're doing this together, you and me. Right. Like as a team, we're going to do this song. And if I drop a note, you're going to sing it for me. And like once you make that pact, you can go into the song and have fun with it because right. it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. I'm going to back up real quick, Molly, yes. before we move forward. You were talking about your gigging and how often you're, do- often you're doing it. Do you find yourself, when we have guests on here, they typically are... Uh, either one one way or the other, they either want every single gig they can get, and they want to gig like crazy and gig like crazy, or they moderate it a great deal. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they limit it to one or two shows a month. Okay, mm-hmm. when you're doing that, I know you you have other hobbies. Do you find yourself somebody calls you about a gig a weekend or whatever? Do you find yourself trying to make room for that gig because you want it so bad? Oh or yeah. How does that work? <laughs> That's funny that you ask. I actually, I, yeah, I do fall victim to the, I try to like pack my schedule. Right. And my, my husband knows like I do, like if I work seven days a week, I tend to get overtired and I'm like, why did I do this? And I'll be like driving, like rushing to my gig. And so he's like, hey, maybe don't do that. Right. So when I'm booking my schedule. <laughs> what a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. When I'm booking my schedule, like I just had this happen. I'm like, hey, I have a, I have I'm like gone a lot this week and then I work and then I have this gig and then I have an open Saturday and then I have this gig and then I work again. Like, and, but I have somebody offering me this date. Should I take it? And he was like, do you really want to do that? I'm like, uh, he's like, yeah. you might want a break. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll take the break. Yeah. So I try to like, you know, put in days where I'm off, but I do definitely like, I'll try and like, I got an opening for, uh, 10 a.m. gig at the fairgrounds in September, but I have a gig at a vineyard like right after that, that afternoon. Oh yeah. I'm doing it. Like do it while you can. Cause yeah. I love it. And it's like more exposure and more people to connect with. But yeah, I mean, you know, it runs your ramp it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But daytime hours are a little like more easy. I, I don't know what easy is that the right word, but they're, they're not as strenuous as, you know, working into the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Late yeah. So you get one in the afternoon and then you got to go play from like eight to 12 or something like crazy like that. That would wear you out. Yeah. So I'll be done at five yeah. that day. So. Yes. Not, not, yeah. You have sleep to go when home. I'm dead. <laughs> well, we just talked about load out, load out and load in and yeah. how you hated that so much. Yeah. But that means you got to do it twice in a day. Well, listen, see, I mentioned my husband earlier. Uh, <laughs> that's your roadie. That's right. Uh, yeah. He was my, my roadie before. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, it's cool for me. It's great for me actually yeah yeah because you're you know you have an instrument here that's you know it's compact but it's also yeah a little bulky she's you know, heavy. when you're running around so yeah exactly is, yeah. i'm always the one that asks this question so i'm gonna do it like i always do i need to find out how it all started for you okay <laughs> how young when you when you picked up the idea that you're gonna be a musician and sing Ooh, okay um well i started playing piano when i was seven i started taking lessons my um parents got the kids a piano and everybody was supposed to take, I'm the youngest of three and everybody was supposed to take lessons. And I was the only one that stuck with it because I'm like, "Ah, I like this. And so I just uh, continued with piano all through until I was 13 and my piano teacher moved. Like she went to Georgia. And so then I didn't have piano teacher anymore. And I was like, 13 is a weird age anyways. And I was practicing a lot at home. Um, kind of moving away from the classical training I had done, like Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, and more into things that I wanted to hear, like sure. Coldplay and Gwen Stefani, <laughs> whatever else you want to hear in like the early 2000s. Um, and so I would, it was like at 13, I think, was the first time I had ever put my voice with a song, like playing the piano at the same time, because before I never thought I had that kind of coordination. And then I did it. And I remember being so excited and saying, Mom, come listen. And then it kind of, from there, my sister said, like, 
you have a good voice. Like you can do this. And then she recorded me and put me on Facebook and then other people on Facebook thought I was good too. And it was kind of that like validation from other people that builds your confidence as you know, any like teenage girl (laughs) needs, but, um, like kind of grew my confidence and I was like, Oh, maybe I can do this. And I am a product of the people who love me because I am so grateful to have like a family who has always been so supportive. And so like, yes, Melanie, you can do this because that voice that I had when I was a kid is my voice now. And I'm like, yes, Melanie, you can do this. (laughs) And so moving forward, I was uh, 16 and my parents, uh, no, my dad and my sister were at a winery and my dad's always like pushing, like, you should, you should play here. You should play. And I'm like 16. I'm like, oh, this is a vineyard. I can't even drink yet. And, um, he was like, well, show the manager what you got. I'm like, all right. So, uh, he like bugged the manager enough and like, listen to her, listen to her. And so she's like, okay. And so I did like an acapella version of Royals by Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was like, that was amazing. Wait until the owner gets here. She should be in in a couple hours. And then my dad's and my sister's like, well, we got wine to drink, so that's fine. So we wait a little bit. And then the owner comes in and I sing for her. And she says, I love you. You're hired. And after that, she booked me the first Friday of every month. And so I started that way. And then it just kind of developed and I picked up a little more and I went to a couple other vineyards and the more gigs I got, the more confidence I had and the more comfortable I felt singing in front of people who would listen and, you know, it just grows. And then of course, word of mouth and now social media, you know, I build my page, I, you know, build my, you know, persona and my outreach and yeah. Right. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've talked about being vulnerable as a musician so many times on this podcast with people who are very confident in front of a microphone now. Mm. Is that a, was that a quick transition for you or was it something where, you know, you saw people were into it and it was kind of quick for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I always liked, (laughs) this is is not going to sound good for me. I always liked the attention. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. I think uh, I, I, I enjoyed, like, entertaining people, and no matter what capacity it was in, I, I wanted to be an entertainer. It, it didn't matter what. Um, and so I, I really like, I enjoy talking to people and, like, having that connection. So being on a stage and looking at people, like, and having that was never, I loved that. That's, like, what fuels me. And so, um, I mean, it's always nerve-wracking, but I think... My piano teacher told me one time before a recital that nervousness and excitement are the same feeling. They're just different connotations. So one's positive, one's negative. But okay. like, yeah. you feel it both the same way. It's that jittery. So just like when you're feeling nervous, just think that, no, you're just excited. You're gearing up and ready to go. So right, right. that kind of energy propels you to do things that you didn't think that you could do before. Gotcha. I feel like it's how you direct it, too. I mean, I, that's the point in what yeah, you said. Right. It, you know, it's whether you hold it in or let it out. Yes. And yeah, you can do a whole lot with that energy, that nervous energy, by turning it around. And usually it's gone within the first couple seconds. It is. It is. And that's <laughs> the best feeling, too. It's like you have all this buildup of like, oh, I'm really nervous. But then once you get in there and you're like doing your thing. It's like, oh, no, this is the best. <laughs> right. Like, I'm yeah. so glad I got through that because it was worth it to be here. Yeah. So tell me about your, you said classical training. Yes. Is that like, was it like years and years of like all year long or was it just standard piano lessons? Um, What'd you do? Well, yeah, it was years and years of standard piano lessons. Uh, gotcha. You know, so the, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was once a week uh, just learning the songs and doing the recitals and you know, doing the arpeggios and working daily to practice and, you know, do finger work. I was never like a fantastic pianist, <laughs> but it was something that I learned and that I enjoyed. And then I realized, I don't know if I enjoy Bach as much as I used to. Sure. <laughs> as yeah, much yeah. as I thought. You wanted Coldplay, did. didn't you? I wanted Coldplay, you know? <laughs> you know? I wrote I wrote down classical to Coldplay because Exactly. That was that was the switch. I'm like, oh wait, I wanna do things that I want to hear. Right. You know. So do you have any voice training, though? Or did you kind of study that yourself and just kind of learn from examples? So I was in choir as a kid. And then I was in choir for actually the Blue Ridge Choristers. And then they like once you age out of that, you go into the Top of Virginia Youth Chorale, which is also like a Winchester thing. Sure. It's the um, part of the Shenandoah Conservatory. Um, But for people who aren't in the university level. Right, right. And, um, but then it wasn't until after I would have already been out 
doing it professionally. I think I was 18 or 19 when I started taking voice lessons and I only took them for about a year. And then, um, I just kept going kind of on my own, but I'm definitely not against probably revisiting that in the future just because, you know, vocal, like real vocal training can just do wonders for your voice and the longevity of your voice. And I've never had any, um, myself, but, um, I could see where I could see where that's true. I learn a lot from just listening to people do stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not talented enough to do that on the instruments, but um, <laughs> I know that voice is something that I can pick up a lot easier in my head, right. hear it, and then try to replicate it. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems easier to me. Sure. Yeah, gotcha. So somebody along the way, you did. You just mentioned that you had decided that maybe the the classics weren't exactly where your mind was. Yeah. So Didn't you, hold my interest. And you auditioned for your mom in your room, and you know you were talking about how <laughs> she came in to watch you sing your song. Mm-hmm. Was that like opening a, 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 a wildfire with you? I mean, like are you all of a sudden you, did you have a big thirst to learn pop music and yeah, and and you wanted to just learn all styles, or was there one style? What was it? Um, ooh, uh, the style was at the time as like a young teenage girl was whatever I heard on the radio. Understood. Okay. That was yeah. So I learned Sam Smith. And yeah, Coldplay and some Adele. I think actually Make You Feel My Love by Adele was one of the first songs I ever learned. And I still play that regularly in my sets. That's a, a popular one. Um, what I, Lana Del Rey, um, you know, just like, yeah. I, I think I did learn some Beatles. Okay, cool. Okay, at my parents' request. Yeah, yeah, they like added some culture into my life. And they're you like, you gotta, you gotta learn this. Oh yeah. And then the suggestions grew and I was getting suggestions from all of my family, all my friends, like you should learn this. And that really helps. Like, right. I, I still ask for, um, you know, requests at my sets today, just because like whatever I'm here for you, like I'm right. here for the audience. So whatever you want to hear, I want to know because I want to play it for you. So as you begin to explore all this wide open music world to you, Nim. Was there a particular artist that surprised you that you liked them as much as you do? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it might have been one from way back. You're like, gosh, they had good music. Oh, well, okay. You mean in the formative years or recently? Uh, either one. Doesn't okay. matter. Um, well, I love Billy Joel. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I love Billy Joel. Um, my husband and I saw him in concert in Pittsburgh last year, and it was amazing. I cried, but how could you not? Um, just he's such a great lyricist and his music is so dynamic and complex. And I mean, I try to, you know, I, I try to do my best. I do Vienna and I do, um, she's got away. Yeah. And I love those songs, but there's so many more. Oh, I, I was starting to learn, um, my life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a tough one. Still working on the piano for that, but. That's a that's a great person to look up to because yeah. he's he's phenomenal. He's, he's so icon. good at everything. He really is. He's an icon, and yeah. he's written so much good music. Over yes. Here, so, yeah. Yeah, and sure. he's been an icon for I mean decades yeah. and decades and decades. Like it's insane. Absolutely. So it's funny because the last time Billy Joel came up on our podcast, they weren't a big fan. And if you remember, it may or may not have been the guy that's debuting on the Opry. <gasps> yeah, you're right. Not about to tell that. any not to tell <laughs> any secrets, but I man, I'm, about that. I'm a big Joel fan. Man. I love he, him. He's great. So good. Oh my, yeah, my do, whole life. Do you have a Billy Joel filter on your piano that you can just push a button and you, <laughs> you have? Oh man, I don't, I don't know if there's a. filter. It's a very can... specific sound. Yeah. To his piano. Oh. You know what oh. I mean? Check yeah. it. Just listen yeah. to all the songs. I think it's just about the same voicing to the piano every time he plays oh, a song. Yeah? I think I was like 15 years old and bought Glass Houses. Yeah. And just an amazing album, and I was hooked from there on out. So yeah, great, 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 great. Yeah. Um. So. You got playing covers. Um, you like covers, but I it, just like any musician, you kind of want to make something your own too, right? Did, yeah. And you've gotten into some songwriting of your own, right? I have. Yes. Yeah. It was. I was really. I think. Okay. So covers were very comfortable for me because I knew that people would enjoy them when I played them at my sets. So first of all, I needed to learn covers because. I needed to fill three hours. And when I first started, I knew like six songs. So I would play some of them twice. And then I would play the instrument of them in the background. And like nobody noticed because I was just background music and no one cared. But I had to learn covers, you know. Okay. And then I expanded it to, okay, I definitely have three hours worth of music. And I did that for a while. And then people would ask me if I have originals. And I think like my my hesitancy with writing my own music came from like there's and any singer songwriter will know this, but there is a huge sense of vulnerability that you have to have when you write your own song. And that's not even just to say lyrically, but also music wise, 
just making a decision that this chord progression is going to sound like this and I think it's good and I hope you think it's good. And so like when you're sitting down at the piano and you're like, oh, okay, you find four chords that you like. Okay, well, that's great for the verse, but it has to change for the chorus or, you know, it has to be more dynamic, but you don't want to make a chord progression that's going to like maybe taint what you've just done. So it's, it's that just... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Expressing yourself through music and being okay with it and putting it down on paper or putting it down on keys or on strums and saying, this is what it is. And also here are the words that I have decided that you're going to listen to. (laughs) Now, do you start with, um, do you just start with everything together? Words and piano or do you do words first, write a poem and then go from there or how's it work? Um, so it's, <laughs> I would say I'm in like the beginning stages of songwriting. I, I feel like I'll always be in the beginning stages because I'm always learning what it means to write and to write a good song. But I have found that uh, for me, it works best to sit at the piano and find a tune that I like and a progression that I like because that will, um, you know, bring on some emotion okay so like what emotion so like maybe i'll think of a of a feeling first is it more melancholy which i will admit that is my sweet spot um or is it going to be more upbeat or is it going to be sad or is it going to be whatever and then i'll find that progression i'm like oh this is good and then i'll work with it and then i'll just kind of open you know just say whatever i think and just just kind of talk out loud and play that progression over and over and like sometimes you say words that don't make any sense or that aren't real but like right over time, they right. start to make sense. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, you know, if I have like a goal for that song, like I want it to be about this, then I'll kind of, I, I, I write songs um, very similarly to the way I wrote papers in college. I just stream of, oops, stream of consciousness, you know, sure. type it, yeah. type it out, you know, know your subject, type it out. Don't judge what you did and just keep going. Okay. So gotcha. that's what I've got so far. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you start with um, the instrumentals. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I feel like that's um, kind of opposite of what a lot of people do. I-, I almost said backwards, but I didn't want to say backwards. No, that's okay. it has a negative connotation. It's just opposite of what nor- normally you hear for people writing music. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I get like more inspiration once I hear the tune and I can fit. I like the idea of the words fitting nicely into the tune. And if I write the words first, then I have to kind of make the tune fit over top of them. And like in the past, it just hasn't worked for me. And I'm like, it just sounds like I'm trying to cram a shoe that's too big into a shoebox that's too small. Right. (laughs) So I kind of start the other way. Gotcha. Okay. So real quick, in my life, I'm a drummer. My two top drummers that I can name, I play nothing like them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, I really know they're great drummers. Yeah. I love them, but I don't play like that. Yeah, yeah. With you, I know Billy Joel is one of your big influences, but how is your style? Do you, do you, is there other, do you feel like you're gravitating more towards a different artist? How does uh, that work? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Billy Joel is somebody that I look up to and love his music and all that he's done. But I think my style and probably people I emulate more are um, more modern, like definitely Billie Eilish. I love her. Gotcha. And yeah, any of the names that I say, I'm, I'm not trying to say that I definitely sound like them, but they're just people that I try yeah, to right. make yeah. sound similar yeah. to. Um, but yes, I love Billie Eilish. I love her more. I love her, her progressions. Like I love the way her tunes go because they kind of... They're a little different. They're a little somber. They're a little darker. And I really love the beat that she has and just the general vibe of her stuff is, I really like That's that. That's pretty cool. And then, um, 
I like, I mean, of course I like Adele. I think all of her songs are beautiful and she has an amazing voice. And I love that her songs are vocal focused. Right, um, right. Because I... I like singing more than I like playing piano. Okay. I, I play piano to accompany my voice because I, I just, I love singing. I feel you there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I love Adele's song because the songs, because they're very great at showcasing her range and right. the lyrics mean something. And like I said, they're very vocal focused. So, um, gotcha. yeah, cool. and I get requests for them. So people, I think other people like them too. A lot of the people we have on here, we've talked to folks that take a year or even more to craft a song. And we've had other guests come on and they write two on the way home from work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yes. <laughs> how does that work for you? Are you oh, that's, are, are you able to put together quick or how's it work? I don't. Okay. So it, I've had it both ways. I have had a song that I have worked on for a year. And then I've had a song that I wrote the other day on the car ride down. And it was down to the beach. And it was like a three hour ride. And I wrote it in maybe like 30 minutes. But it's just whenever that inspiration strikes you, you have to, you got to take the bull by the horns at that moment because <laughs> otherwise you never know when you're going to get it back right, because right. every musician, every writer is going to have dry spells. Like that's just how it is. Understood. So once you have that, when you have that thought, and I've been trying to be better about that myself, like when I'll be on walks by myself or I'll try to go out in like nature and like ground myself, I'll kind of have a thought and think, oh, that's a good idea for a song. And I'll, I have a whole list in my notes app right now that I have titled one liners. And so they'll just be things that like, oh, that would be a really good line in a song. Let me write that down. And so one of these days I'll string those one liners together and make something. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah. Keep a password on that note. So yeah, that's right. That's mine. <laughs> oh, man, for sure. Okay. And I'm going to ask this question because you brought it up earlier. Somewhere along the way, you picked up a roadie. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that roadie eventually became your husband. What's the sure story did. behind that? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, okay, well, let's see. Details, kind of, details. You know, I'm like, I'm like trying, I am like chronic oversharer. So I'm like, okay, oh. first of all, how much time do you have? And how much does he really want to be on this podcast? <laughs> well, give him a shout out too. Okay. All right. Well, his name's Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Um, What's up, Josh? Yeah. Um, but let's see. Okay. So we met in theater. And, um, like the summer it was, we met in that summer. And then later that fall is when I started gigging professionally. Um, and so we just like met in theater and then, you know, he went off to college and he's a little older than me. So, um, and then I, I started gigging and then I dual enrolled at the same college that he was attending. And so we just got to talking again. And then it was in the spring of that that next year that we started dating and I specifically remember um telling him you know I'm kind of a musician like I've been doing this thing once a month and I'm really enjoying it and um he actually helped me start my Facebook page I can remember sitting in the student union building of that college and you know building it and saying do you think this looks good and so he was definitely there for the formative years but I specifically remember going to one of my gigs and it was one of the first because you know I started professionally in let's say it was November of 2014 so it's been almost nine years um and I started once a month then and then so maybe by you know March or April um I remember saying like, Hey, I have this gig. It's the first Friday, you know, come if you want. It's three hours. I don't want you to come and like sit for three hours and it's a winery. We're both too young to drink. So if you just want to maybe come for like the last half hour, that's fine. You don't have to come at all. So I show up a good 30 minutes early because I have to set up and I show up with my parents because I'm 16 Right. and he's already there. Oh, and cool. I was, I remember being so embarrassed and <laughs> I was like, you are going to have to sit here for three hours. And yeah, and then he just came to every single gig. And then one year, my dad got me a ukulele for Christmas, and he got me a diamond ring. Wow. Nice Christmas. (laughs) Nice Christmas. Yeah, it was a good one. (laughs) And I actually brought both with me here today. That's wonderful. Well, you said something uh, earlier. I want to tie a couple things together about uh, being the center of attention, and you like attention. (laughs) Yeah. Not center of attention. No, I, I added no, but, words. That's yeah. my fault. No, you're, the thing is, you're saying the right thing. But then, <laughs> but then you said, and this is not negative. Trust me. Then you said theater kid. I didn't realize you were a theater kid. Now I understand. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we've got the negative connotations. No. 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 I no. okay. I was definitely in that like that. 
I'm not an actor, okay? That is not my calling. It's something I enjoy, and I love the people at the theater. Right. But it's not It's not me. It's him, for sure. He's a great actor. Me, not so much. I like to be 100% myself when I come on stage, and I get really nervous when I have to follow a script. And he's the opposite. He gets really nervous when he has to be himself, but feels confident when he's scripted with someone gotcha. else. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like... Yeah, it's not it's not my calling, but I do enjoy it. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I, I like theater kids. I, I found connections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun. So you play piano and you play ukulele. I do. Uh, what else? Is that it? Um. Well, there was an attempt to start trying guitar, but okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's I don't know because I I know ukulele and people say it's only two more strings, but it seems so much more complicated than that because they're not they're not tuned the same. It's right. not, it's not like there's two more strings on they're the top. They're different chord shapes. They're different and, chords. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. a C on the ukulele is I just have to hold down one, one and yeah. on a guitar, it's three. So it's, sure. it is a lot different and three times as much work. Yeah. And what I like about piano is when I try to play a C chord, I play it. I just, right. I it's put, a muscle memory though. Yeah. I just yeah. put my hands down and it plays. But if I play, try to play a C chord on a guitar, I have to make sure my fingers are in the right place. And then if I strum it and sometimes it doesn't come out. Right. So you gotta I, strum it properly. Yeah, you do. And so it's just a matter of dexterity and practice. And I don't, I don't know if I'm right. You could do it. You could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. <laughs> um, you know, so you have two instruments, and you play mostly, if not 100%, acoustic gigs, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a I'm a solo act, so that's awesome, though. Um, and but you know, earlier you mentioned that you liked Billy's beats, you know, behind because it feels Joel or I. Oh yeah, Eilish. Eilish. Yes, got it. Sorry. No, it's du- okay. I Billy do. squared. I forgot. No, I, I love them both. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Eilish. Yes. Yeah. How do you try to accomplish that in some way when you're by yourself, or is it just in your head? See, okay, and that's where I want to expand. I think in the coming months, I want to get like a synthesizer and start incorporating more beats and sound like more than just one person. Yeah. Um, And that'll take practice and time. A lot of practice. And a synthesizer. Um, But for now... Uh, it's it's in my head. <laughs> it's in my head, but you know, I try to do what I can on the piano. But yeah, it's it's mostly in my head. And that's gonna be exciting too, because we we've ran into you know, well, I think of of the folks from Shag. You know, that's how they do. They pre-program a lot of their music, background music and stuff. And it sounds yeah, great, so. yeah, and it does. And you yeah. can sound like yeah. I mean, you can be one person and sound like a full band. Yeah. Very. There's very some cool. of these jokers. There's a a TikTok guy I watch in Nashville. He he's a loop specialist. Yeah, like, that's all he does is loops. Right. And he builds these intricate layers of, so cool. of course, drums and beatboxing and some like random percussion, but he's doing it all with his mouth and yeah. it's in a big loop. And somehow, you know where all these pedals are. It's not, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You don't just show up and, and right. do that. Right. And I think uh, we were talking about Graham Spice with, yeah. Um, yeah. with Sold, Sold Out. out yeah. yeah. And he's he has uh, one of the, uh, what are they called? The big red pianos that are really fancy. Roland? That's the one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Roland. Yeah, Roland, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, pretty... it, it, you spent hours and hours programming that stuff, yeah. but it's worth it in the end. I it mean, is. It comes out phenomenal. It is, but you have to like not be a musician for a second, just be a techie and really get into like the dynamics. You have to read the user manual of the mas- machine that you have, and you yeah. have to be the expert. And That's it just right. takes like time and learning something new. That's right. So That's very cool. So everybody, Melanie was nice enough, yeah, kind enough, and strong part. enough. <laughs> To bring her instruments in. No. <laughs> well, Brian Thanks, helped Brian. you. Yeah, Brian, yeah, I gave you a hand. That's all good. I, yeah. did, I did carry it down, though, from my third story apartment. Well, there you go. Man, so that's something. If only you had somebody to help you get it back up there. I usually do. There you are. <laughs> well, if we could take this time uh, for you to play a couple of tunes, I Heck think yeah. everybody kind of wants that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, man, we'd love it. We're super excited about it. Cool. Uh, aren't you glad, though, Brian, that you played... An instrument that didn't have all these knobs and stuff on it. <laughs> yes, you, you very, literally just showed up. Sort of rudimentary for me, that's for sure. Because that goes good with my brain thoughts for sure. Oh my! <laughs> well, I'm the same way with acoustic Ugh. guitar. You just plug it in and go, right? Yeah. You know, this might be a first, Chris. I think it is. We have not had a keyboard on our show yet, which is it's true. Cool. It's not a piano. Somebody would give me a hard time about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a keyboard, right? Sorry, it all sounds the same. What do you got for us over there? Uh, okay, so I thought that uh, I would do a cover on the uke, and then I'd do an original on the piano. I love it. Sounds great. Cool, cool. I sit flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. 
When I was feeling near and faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained And on a song way into New Orleans I put my harpoon to my dirty red bandana As plans of a Bobby sang the blues When shit up and slapping time I was holding Bobby's hand in mine we sang every song that driver knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing, 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 not even I ain't free I'm feeling good, was easy, Lord, when he sang the blues You know, feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby McGee Kentucky coal mines to the California sun Yeah, Bobby shared the secrets of my soul Through all kinds of weather, through everything that we done Yeah, Bobby, baby, kept me from the cold One day I'm near Silas, Lord, I let him slip away He's looking for that home and I'll be fine Just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing, and that's all that Bobby led me And feeling good was easy, Lord, when he sang the blues You know, feeling good was good enough for me Ooh, good enough for me and my Bobby McGee la di da Melody Pearl, how about that? That was fantastic. Yeah. I'm, if you told Brian you were going to play that song before the podcast, he, he wouldn't have been able to contain himself. Yes, oh, yeah. man. That is such a great song. Oh, and it, yeah, I love that one. You know, it, it was done. It's it, Chris Christopherson wrote that song back in the early 70s, maybe late 60s. I'm not exactly sure. Great song, been released by a bajillion people, and everyone does it great. And you did too. That was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, and he was smart too, Chris, because he he put me and Bobby McGee, and Bobby could be a girl or a guy. So that's pretty cool on that part too. Yeah, <laughs> I never really thinking, thought you know, about that. Yeah. See, I never thought about that, huh? Chris Christopherson wrote uh, some amazing songs. I also he, didn't know that he wrote that song. He did. He wrote wow. that song. He wrote a lot of great songs. You ever want to listen to a great song? Listen to Sunday Morning Coming Down. Oh, yeah. Uh, great song. You know what I mean? Those are songs he wrote, and he is regarded as one of the greatest songwriters ever in Nashville. And because of songs like what Melody just... Melody, that was great. Thanks. Thank you. That yeah. was really great. Usually, I, I follow that one up with her um, acoustic Mercedes-Benz. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. So, so now you're going to the piano. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. No, it's uh, what I was saying. <laughs> uh, original, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I figured I'd throw in an original. I do have a... Oh, whoops. Oh, well. Um, I do have a, a couple originals on the YouTube, but I thought I'd bring you some Janice. On the YouTube. Yeah. I do. I do love, love a Janice. Oh, man. She, by far, maybe the most popular song, no doubt. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. Uh, what you got for us? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tell us about the song you're going to sing. Okay. Um, okay. So this just died. So it's fine. Uh, so oh, this, dead, dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's fine. Uh, hopefully I know it. Uh, so this song is called Can't You Feel It Now. Um, and this song actually I did for the first time live at Brian Stutzman's um, record opening night, uh, the okay. Bright Box, earlier this year in January. 
And I was his opener and um, this was my closing song. And I had just finished up the bridge the night before and I was really excited to do it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Should I tell you what it's about or should I sing it to you first? Yeah, just sing it to us. Yes. We'll talk about it afterwards. We'll talk about it afterwards. All right, all right, all right. Don't feel bad if you don't do it, because you know if it died, it died. Yeah. Do you want to iPad plug died it in or anything? Can we plug it in or anything? No, I'm I'm gonna trust my heart. On you this sure? One. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. okay. Give it a shot. Yeah. Everybody. I, I think I can do it. Melanie Pearl. <laughs> Pearl, everybody. How about that? Wow, very fine. What is the name of that song, Melanie? It's called Can't You Feel It Now. <laughs> gotcha. I figured that might be yeah. better. I want to take a yeah. guess. No, you got it. You got it. Holy smokes. That was, uh, that was a passionate song. Yeah. Now we want to talk about it. What's going <laughs> okay, on with right. that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think um, I, I, like, I started that song with an idea. I actually rode my bike, and sometimes I just like to go to like parks and sit and be like alone for a little bit. And I was trying to think about, um, what I wanted this song to be about and how I, you know, writing down the lyrics and trying to navigate my way. And, um, so it ended up in accompaniment with the accompaniment. Um, it's a song about, uh, you know, adulthood and like the, the pressures of, of it all and how sometimes you, push yourself to progress in life but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be any happier you know like monotony is my apathy it's like the same thing and you know get the job be the girl go outside save the world like do all these things and like i'm in it can't you feel it now like am i doing am i doing it right because right, <laughs> yeah. you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like that all the time like progress doesn't equal happiness yeah so dang get a little more poetic on us <laughs> shoo uh, you know, that just yeah, yeah that just filled up my mind i mean <laughs> when you listen to a song and you think about the words but not only you're trying to draw a picture in your head like that's maybe the best outcome of a song that you can hope for yeah so good job on that oh, thanks yeah, incredible job on thank that thank you 
You're looking for an idea in a song that people could relate to, and who couldn't? Yeah, right. Everybody can relate to what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, growing up's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's tough. <laughs> it is, and it comes at you fast. I mean, it's okay. Bye, <laughs> Brian. I'm still a kid. I really am, you know. Yeah. Robin, I don't know how she puts up with you, but she does. Aging is mandatory. Growing up is optional. <laughs> Well, what's next for you, Melanie? What do you got? I, I know you're booked through the end of the year, is what you said. Yes. What, what are some highlights? Um, what's coming up soon? Where can people find you? Um, okay, so I am on Facebook at Melanie Pearl Music. Um, and if you want to book me for a private event, it's Melanie Pearl Music. Or no, what am I? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Melanie Pearl Music at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. that's what it is. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I need to post more on there, but I'm getting better. Um, and then there's my link tree is in the bio of my Facebook where you can find me on Bands in Town. And so I'm trying to be a little better about posting them on Facebook too, because I know people, I get more engagement when I post it on Facebook too. So, um, but yeah, I'm out and about. Uh, a lot in Winchester, uh, trying to branch out more. I'm booking my 2024 season now. Um, so it's sending out a lot of emails and waiting for responses, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. going to have to show up and start singing for people again because, uh, yeah. And, and you have lots of genres too. I mean, you sang a country song, a country rock song. Yeah. Yours was, you know, a, a ballad of some sort, but you do Billy Alice like you talked about. Oh, yeah. You're doing all styles of music, right? Oh, yeah. So you can fit anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally nine years of me listening to people's requests yeah. and then just like doing them. So I got a little bit of everything. I got a little Janice. I got a little Billy. I got a little Elton John. And then I got um, Avril Lavigne, apparently. Yeah. You know, I got like some Billy Eilish and Adele. And I try to fill every decade. So when I go to shows, I ask people for a genre or yeah. an artist or a decade they want to listen to. Because a lot of people don't know a specific song they just want a specific like i want to listen to the 80s i'm like okay i can do that is there a place around that you've been wanting to play and you haven't yet oh man every place i haven't um i haven't gotten into west oaks yet and that seems oh. like a, a pop in place so that would be fun we have um, some connection or I he does I don't, I, don't. I don't know anybody um i've been <laughs> i actually i've been trying to get into paladin any of the paladins i want to play at paladin yeah. three when it opens you would so. fit great i would love you, to play there you would fit really well there. yeah Down, um, downtown yeah the downtown paladin for you folks that didn't know there's a, there's a p3 opening up yeah fantastic mural on the side i was of that just yeah. about to bring that up holy yeah. cow she's an insane artist what's her name i don't remember i don't either <laughs> but she is so you're right we robin and i stopped down and saw it here not too long ago it's beautiful yeah she's really good would you travel as far as like berkeley springs oh yeah oh i actually i uh i played at canary grill oh did you really yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great place yeah been there a couple times and yeah i mean i'm i'll travel I just, i'm uh, I'd like to break out more into like leesburg and like the loudon area too so we uh we have little listeners tony and sylvia up at troubadour so they would definitely oh nice reach out to you. Yeah. good deal yeah, yeah, yeah no i'm i'm open to anything i'll yeah. i'll make the drive and since you said you're an avril fan and brian brought up country she did cover No One Needs to Know by Shania Twain on the uh, ACMs in 2022. Just give that a listen and, okay. you know, a little, little yeah, that's cool. request nice. from the Musician's Cafe. Yeah, Love good it. deal. That's awesome. All right, Melanie, what did we forget that you need to tell the world about? Because our millions of viewers want to hear. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, you know where to find me on socials. Uh, you know how to reach me. Booking 2024. Um yeah, I mean, I, I hope to see you at an upcoming show. I am uh, recording um, uh, an album that hopefully the EP should be out before the end of the year, but I'll, I'll shape my socials accordingly. Yeah, I got a couple other originals. Um, but yeah, just looking to get out more in the music scene and meet more people and, you know, play more shows. So. Local studio or somebody that you got? Um, friend. Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, it's the same record as uh, Brian Stutzman's. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Creekside. down there and recording. Yeah, yeah very sessions. cool. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's a good deal. Let us know about that. We'll help you push it out a little bit. You sure will. Yeah, that'd be For awesome. millions of viewers. Right. Heck yeah. Actually, okay, so one quick thing. I will yeah. say the song I just played, um, it in the studio version, there is a breakdown that has some really, really pretty harmonies in it. So if... If if you listen to any song on my upcoming EP, listen to that, that one because yeah, the studio version it. is really pretty. Do you sing your own harmonies? Yes, I do. When I made them That's up, awesome. and I was really proud of it good. when I heard them all together. Very I'm like, good. this is beautiful. Very good. That's great. So. That's great. Well, Melanie, thanks for coming and spending time on the cafe, oh, sharing your talents, you. man. It was wonderful. Um, I love hanging around with talented people. It makes me feel better <laughs> about myself, which is kind of cool. But uh, but for sure, thank you so much for being here. We we'll want to catch up with you down the road, find out how things are going. 
Um, you know, and maybe you can bring Josh next time and he can oh, yeah. Yeah, hang out with sure, us too. He'd love he, that. he might do that. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a lot of fun to catch up with him. But thank you so much. Thank you. You yeah. guys are great. Thank you yeah, so much for yeah, having yeah, me. Sure. Chris, before we get out of here, buddy, I got that question. You want to figure that? Have you figured that answer out? The, uh, 80s comedians are not my forte. <laughs> was it was Eddie Murphy an 80s comedian? He might have been. I was. That's the only thing I could even. Yeah, think he was. Of. He definitely I'm was awful. an 80s. Yeah. It, it, it is so funny because Chris got the right answer. No way! Oh my gosh, yes! Good job! Yeah. I didn't even look it up. That's yeah, awesome. that's funny. Um, yeah, you know, Eddie Murphy, if you go back and listen to some of his old stand-up, he, he's actually a gifted singer. He could yeah. sing, and he was good at impersonating yeah. singers, too. But he, you know, like all people, you want to try and branch out. He branched out, released a song in the 80s called Party All the Time, went nice. to the top ten. Um, you could give it a listen in your spare time. I don't know that I'd recommend it for your daily listening or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, it was for the 80s, it was cool. But it, the answer to the question, 100%. Eddie I get a shiny nickel. Yeah. You do, no, buddy. That was you really do. good. Yeah, very cool. Anyway, folks, thanks for joining us once again at Musicians Cafe. Make sure you check us out online, our Facebook page. You can email us at musicianscafe1 at gmail.com and let us know your schedules. Let us know that you want to be on the show, please. If we haven't reached out to you yet, make sure you let us know. We can get you out and on our show right here. And uh, we've got uh, we got our next month booked up pretty good, but we still got room coming up in October. So please reach out to us. And we'll get you on here as quick as we can. In the meantime, wherever you're driving, stay out of the left lane, you left lane loungers. Stop it. And we'll see you on the next show. And until then, peace.